Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Isaiah 61, verse 7. That's a promise for the month. Isaiah 61, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. So we receive it in Jesus' name. You see, any time the Lord gives a promise, I'm quick to remember that the promise you are receiving, which of course is an indication that he will pay on that, he will do something like that. That is, he's given his word ahead of time for in your current situation. So usually a promise is a prophecy of a future. Anyway, you look at it. If God says it, is a prophecy concerning your future. If God says, I will lift you up, you may be right now in the ant hole. You may be in the deepest pit ever. If God says, I will lift you up, you see, it will be good for you to start planning your life on the opposition. You say, why? Because every promise of God is a prophecy of your future. So when God speaks that way, he's just painting the picture of your future before you. And why will he give a promise? Because he won't want you to be taken in by your immediate environment. So we are not ruled by what we see and what we hear or what we taste or what we feel. We are controlled by the word of God. And that's why no matter where you are today, no matter how disgraceful or shameful, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. I I thought it would be more than that. Well, somebody say, I am coming out in the name of Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Say it like God says something to you. I am coming out in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. So when we say we are promise of the year, a promise of the month, a promise of the week, it's not because we have nothing to do. It's because that's how God does his work. Remember, we've been looking at Mark chapter 4. And of course, one thing that will never leave me is that you speak his word and see him do his work. Is somebody still here with me? Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. You speak his word and you see him do his work. I'm confident that today some glorious works will be done in the name of Jesus. But then somebody then must be ready to speak his word. I'm not hearing you. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Those are the many words you've been hearing from your environment, from your history, from your culture. Uh-huh. But he's speaking to today. Will you rather be drowned and be taken in by what you've always heard or say what he says in the name of Jesus? And when you speak his word, he does his work. Regardless of who or what is behind your problems. That's the Bible. 
the word of faith which you preach is nigh thee. How does it define the nigh thee? It's in your mouth and in your heart. If you have it in your heart, then speak it and see God manifest for you. I'm waiting. There's a dangerous testimony happening here today. I mean dangerous in the sense that it's scattering and destroying and confusing the camp of the wicked. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, just said to me, say, you're just describing it now. You're describing it. He said, it is just in line with God has arisen and his enemies are on earth. Scattered in the name of Jesus. Woo-hoo. I said, there's a testimony here today. Three things. God has arisen for you. So you can't be kept there anymore. Your station has turned around. And those who are trying to hold you out, ah, they are on the run because it's their total destruction. Who will withstand God? Say, no man shall be able to stand against all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I am with you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Okay, glory be to God in the highest. Isaiah 61 verse 7. Glory, glory, glory be to God in the highest. The scripture says all the things that happened in the Old Testament, they are there as examples for us. And so God will build a prototype of what he's doing with the current situation so that he can begin to get used to his pattern and his character. And that was exactly what he did with them in the Old Testament. And that's why his lack of understanding to think the Old Testament has no relevance to us. Uh-huh. There's no way you can have a, an adequate understanding of the New Testament without the Old Testament. And that's the truth. It's like saying that your great-grandfather and your grandfather don't matter anything. They are useless. If you don't pick certain things and build on the foundation that God has embedded in, that, in your lineage there. For example, when he was saying to David, see, your throne will be forever. You think he was the throne of Israel in the physical? I mean, I would have been surprised if they said, any son of David, maybe Solomon, I said, to blaze this with David. What kind of rubbish? We are modern people, oh yeah? So there is need to understand that there are some old landmarks that are foundations on which the future is built. Is somebody hearing me? And when it comes to the word of God, (laughs) they are new every morning. They can never be obsolete. So what am I saying? The situation here was, quickly in the context, they were in Babylonian captivity. And in captivity, you have no status other than slaves. They were slaves. I'm talking of the ancient world. I mean slaves. You see, whether you're going to live or die is up to your master. It was legal for the master of his slave to just call him and murder him. Nobody would question him. It was his slave. They were slaves. And how did they get there? If you go back and read within the context, they disobeyed God. They strayed away from God's best options for them. They chose their own way. And so God was chastising them. And please do not forget, when this loving father, whose love is forever, chastises, it is still an act of his love. 
So when he's chastising you, it's not the same as abandoning you or casting you away forever. No. He's training you to come back to order. He's beating you left and right. Just like David, you say, your staff and your rod, they comfort me. Rod, comfort. Staff, comfort. Ask the beast, how does he comfort? Pa, 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 pa. And yet it's comfort. Because that beast will live to the fullness of his purpose. Amen? Glory be to God in the highest. And that's why the Bible says that when the father really loves the child, there will come a time when you will chastise that child. The child that is never chastised, hey, goes astray. Gets lost. So daddy, you can't say, I love my son too much. I don't even rebuke him. Ah, God forbid in Jesus' name. What you have is not love. What you have exhibited is weakness of the highest order. Mediocrity, as far as parenting is concerned. You must be able to rebuke and correct and nurture in the way of the Lord so that they will become better than you in life. That's usually the plan of God. So that was where they were. But you see, when you're going through such situation, tendency is to think that God has turned his back to tell you, you're on your own, you are gone, you are done, you will never rise again. No. And so he was assuring them through his prophet. You see, by the time you flip back, I can't go all the way back. Glory be to God in the highest. You begin to see that uh, God began to say what he will do to them. And it wasn't like I'm going to kill all of you and kill your generation forever. You will never be known again. No. He was speaking restoration. He was speaking forgiveness. Though they were in captivity, they were going through the throes of uh, uh, the pains of their actions. They were going through all those. And yet, God who visited them. And so by the time you get into chapter 57, by the time you get to verse 14, the subheading is healing for the backslider. That's always a healing. Praise God. I say, praise God. I say, praise God. By the time you get into 58, he was talking about the fasting, the kind of fasting that pleases God. Glory be to God in the highest. He wasn't talking to the Babylonians. He was talking to his own. Remember, they were in captivity in Babylon. Hallelujah. So there's always, God with so much chastise it a place of repentance so that you will realize what you've done wrong. And so you latch back. And usually when God brings you back, he doesn't bring you back to where he picks you. He takes you higher. He's such a loving father. He's such a beautiful God. I'm happy I'm his child. Glory be to God in the highest. I'm happy I can call him my God. Hallelujah. And I'm ever grateful to my earthly parents because they pointed the way to me. Though I didn't fully grasp it when they were saying it, but um, I, uh, hindsight, I can now see that they lived their lives based on the principles to the extent of the revelations that they had. And that's why I can stand before you today. Your children will be better than you in the name of Jesus. What stopped your father will not stop you. Where your mother failed, you will not fail. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God in the highest. 
I say, glory be to God in the highest. Amen. And so by the time we get into chapter 60, he says, arise, shine. He was talking to those who were in captivity. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And again, like I said, every promise of God for the moment is a prophecy of the future. And that's why you see he was talking to the Jews in captivity, and yet you see the prophecy of the future of the Jews. You see the prophecy of the future of the world. You see things that he was saying that will still happen, and yet what he was saying was meaningful to those who he was talking to right now, and of course, believing it, you see them moving through. Is somebody hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. And yet, it's the prophecy of what he's going to do in the long run. So with every word of God, there's the short-term fulfillment. And always there's the long-term fulfillment. He's God. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. So he was saying to them, arise, shine, for your light has come. But they were in captivity. So they kept on hearing God, the things he was going to do with them, how he's going to do this, how he's going to set them free and lift them up and whatever. Now they were beginning to hear that recently. After so many years, we were beginning to hear it, hear it, hear it. But now we're in chapter 61. And the first verse of 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, yeah, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings, to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening of the prison to those who were bound, then to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all women, and to console those women in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that God will be glorified, that God might be glorified. That God might be glorified. That God might be glorified. Let me say to this with you straight away in the name of Jesus. If you're born again and you have this kind of desire for God, God will always ultimately be glorified in your life. Hallelujah. I say, God will be glorified in my life. He'll be glorified in my situation. He'll be glorified in my marriage. He'll be glorified in the lives of my children. We'll be glorified in my ministry. We'll be glorified in my finances. We'll be glorified in my health. I mean, God will be glorified in all my endeavors. That's, that's it. You heard the pretense of old talk? What is the chief end of man? Hello? It's to glorify God in your life and enjoy Him eternally. Because whether you like it or not, this mundane will finish one day. Even to those who think that you never finish. And that's why, as long as it is within your ability, please be at peace with all men. As long as it is within your power, please be good to people. Don't ever be the one through whom the devil will destroy a man or a woman. Because whether you or them, there is coming an end. And whether you like it or not, you will face judgment. It is that heaven or hell. But there is an enjoyment beyond this realm. And that's why you won't pitch your camp with the wicked, with the witches and wizards. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Who was speaking here? Who spoke here? I know it's God, but he spoke through a vessel. Who spoke here? Thank you. Isaiah spoke. And who was he talking to? Who was the message he was carrying, directed to? The 
the Jews in captivity. Hello. Glory be to God in the highest. Of course, they knew that what he was saying was saying that, look, I'm an instrument in hand of God to come and proclaim to you the heart of God as per what he will do and what he wants to do with you. Is somebody hearing me? But of course, we know that this is the prophecy of of, of, this messianic. This is exactly what God will do to the system called the earth, which contains the world, the world system. Because whether we like it or not, humanity was lost. And God will rescue us. Oh, yeah. So, you, you can see what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But the one thing I want to quickly call your attention to here is, God has been talking, 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 but now that he's set to implement things, guess what? The Spirit. The Spirit. We've been hearing him talking through the prophet, but like, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I realize, ladies and gentlemen, that every time God wants to commence his restoration work, what you see of the Godhead is the Spirit. If I wrote it down here, I said, the presence of the Holy Spirit usually is indicative of the commencement of God's unusual restoration. Hello, is somebody here? Yeah, God has been saying it. He's even, he's even charging him, arise and shine. But now he says, this. I said, no, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to what? Now it's action time. So God will have been talking, talking, talking. When it's action time, you see the Spirit moves in. Someone say, Holy Spirit. I said, today is unusual for somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to here. In the name of Jesus, unusual for somebody. But so that you don't begin to think, oh, if I was saying this, it's unusual for me. Ah, no, it's unusual for me. But you see, I'm not selfish. It's unusual for somebody. I can't wait to see and to hear. I feel a talking in my spirit. Somebody, the devil thought they got you, but now they realize they can't have you. In the name of Jesus. Woo-hoo. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow. I, I feel it strongly. Your testimony will set many free. In the name of Jesus. Now, now look at that. So we see the spirit. Now look at it. In the book of Genesis in chapter 1, remember? In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1. And for Genesis 2, then you begin to see uh, description of the earth. And Theologians will have us understand, which of course I agree and I believe, that no, God had finished the work and there must have been a cataclysm somewhere. But again, we can put it together if you begin to fill in the gap because by the time God kicked the devil to come down, only God knew what happened on earth. But that's okay. But everything was scattered. And then he said the earth was dark. Water covered the earth. If I was a chaotic mass. But then, in the midst of the darkness and the water and poof, what do you see? The Spirit of the Lord. And what did that do? The Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the place. When God is set to move, His Spirit moves in. And God said, what do you think was implementing everything that was said? And can't you see that it was the Spirit and the Word? So at this point, let me quickly remind you, The word is the seed. In the kingdom, if you don't engage your mouth, they will play you like football. Though you have been redeemed 
greater than all has been done for you. You activate it constantly with your mouth. It's not silent prayer. Who are you praying to? And God said, with the presence of the Spirit, boom! And that's why we saw that the word I speak, I don't speak of my own authority. All I do is that I speak his word and he does the work. Isaiah 59 verse 21. Yeah. As for me, says the Lord, shall we together? Can I hear you speak? As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. Go ahead. Nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. He says it's a covenant matter. I have put my spirit upon you. I have put my word in your mouth. Engage them! Stop crying. Moses, what are you doing there? Looking up and crying up to me. Tell them. Go forward. Say something. Amen. Amen. Now look at it. So the spirit. Even when Joseph was crowded in by enemies. And he gathered all the people and he began to look up to him. The spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziah, the son of Zechariah, the spirit. When God will begin the restoration work of this system, and God sent his angel to Mary, say, How? Said the spirit of God will come upon you. When Jesus will start his ministry, he went to be baptized. Heavens opened visibly the spirit descended upon him and God spoke and when he returned from the temptation wilderness he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost I said there's somebody's testimony that I, oh glory be to God in the highest both here and on the internet guess what happened Ooh. <laughs> He returned the power of the Holy Spirit and then he got into the synagogue and he gave him the Bible and he opened to this very passage in the book of Isaiah. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he was saying himself at that moment, look at when this was said many years before, thousands of years before. And he declared it. And by the time he finished, the Bible said he shut the book or the scroll and he sat down Gorgeously before them, I said, Today, this word is fulfilling you. But here, I said, The Spirit. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, Glory be to God in the highest. Ooh, glory be to God in the highest. Because He has anointed me to preach the good news or good tidings to the poor. So when the Spirit comes to see, He's turn around anointed. The poor will receive good news. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
The brokenhearted will receive healing. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. The captives in the prisons will be set free. And they will proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord where everything favorable from God will begin to happen, where God will begin to overturn every lie of the devil. And that brings me to the very reason why he came. Why did he come? Come on, 1 John 3, 8. Uh, to this, for this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest. Come on, church, is somebody hearing me? To do what? To destroy the works of the devil. To overturn everything the devil has undone. Makatoromo shata. Rikindi kitumbaka sata. Makirabaka toromo shata. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have come. His coming is to destroy the works of the destroyer. I got excited when I got to a place where somebody's mission is to destroy. John 10 10, you hear there again from his own lips. He said, the thief comes not before to kill, to steal, to destroy. But I have come that you may have what? Life and have what? More abundant. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. So you begin to see that his mission is to destroy the works of the destroyer. So when destruction is destroyed, what else? Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Every killing thing, destruction against your life has been destroyed in the name of Jesus. So when we say in the name of Jesus, we destroy something. And I'm saying right now in the name of Jesus, I don't care where he's coming from and how far he's held you. In the name of Jesus, I say be free. Wow, yeah, I think this one is happening somewhere there more. I say in the name of Jesus, be free. I say be free. In the name of Jesus. That's his mission. That was the only reason he came. That's what we proclaim. Hallelujah. Now, analyze to say, oh yes, see, Jesus has fulfilled first part of his own prophecy. He's coming back. It's a continuing thing. Pastor, he doesn't concern us. He concerns us in Babylon. And of course, Jesus and the future, who told you? What was said then? For that day, said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. If you stand and say the spirit of God is upon me for that, for you, it will manifest for you. His spirit and his word will never depart out of your mouth. That's why faith is word. Faith. faith. What's the real ingredient in faith? The word. We have faith in the word, and so we believe and we'll speak the word. To console those who mourn in Zion. I turn around every morning, spirit. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of heaviness, I say receive the spirit of praise in the name of Jesus. After you are the planting of the Lord. Now watch this, watch this. And they shall rebuild. Can't you see the restoration? The time of rebuilding has started. I say your rebuilding time has come. Your restoration has started. They shall rebuild how the spirit of the Lord has come and it is an enablement. And as they declare what I have done and I declare to them, you're rebuilding. See, 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 the strategy will be given to you, the ideas will be given to you, the power will be given to you, the means is given to you. You will rebuild in the name of Jesus. Woo. Glory be to God in the highest. 
they will rebuild the old ruins and shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the ruined cities uh, the desolations of many generations <laughs> you I see you are key in your your position in your family I mean, in your lineage, looking from the past to the future, you are very, very vital. And that's why you don't let the devil rob you of your importance and your assignment for the moment in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Glory be to God in the highest. They shall repair the ruined cities, the solutions of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Yeah. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. amen. And the sons of foreigners shall be your plowmen. And your vine dressers, but you shall be named the priests of the Lord, and they shall call you the servants of our God. Uh, you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Now, hear me this when the ways of a man are pleasing to God, or when God favors a man, the whole of creation get attracted yes. it's the truth everything I need for this assignment he has provided and that I will still need he will provide yes. I hope you understand it but what I'm saying is that when God gives you honor both high and low will honor you yes. when the ways of a man are pleasing to God even his enemies will become his friends can't you see they watch this we were all lost, weren't we? It started in the Garden of Eden. We were the real slaves. We were doomed. And that was why he came. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, Glory be to God in the highest. And in our lost estate, come on, that was where sickness could ride over us. Poverty could ride over us. Shame and disgrace could ride over us. Witches and wizards could come and compete. But in our real estate, the reality of our creation, we are the ones that have dominion here on earth. We are territorial leaders. I'm praying for you that in the place that God has put you and given responsibility, when any strange spirit enters, that God will open your eyes to see. Amen. That's why designing of spirit is a must for a Christian. It's a must. So what did Jesus come to do? To set us free, to restore us, redeem us, put us back in place. But in putting us back in place, it wasn't like he met us. It wasn't even where we used to be. And that's why the Bible says that the first Adam was a living soul. Before he fell, he was a living soul and he was in charge. But the second Adam, Jesus Christ, is the quickness spirit. And you know what? Our lives are not intertwined. We are in him. is in us. You see, there are certain things that when you know, you, you rest, you rest your case. Even when Paul was brought before the council, he said, but your poets have said it, Acts 17, 28, that it is in him I live, I move, and I have my being. He was alluding to covenant. My life is intertwined with his life. He speaks through me. I will pray through him. He's the head of all principles and powers, Colossians, and I am complete in him. Come on. Is it because I've received this abundance of grace? I now reign in life as a king. But I've got to know it. And knowing it is not enough. Knowing it will mean that I will declare it in the face of the devil. 
My spirit which is upon you and my word which is your mouth will never depart. Why, why are you keeping it down? Do you give up that easily in the face of troubles? After all, the only reason they came is to destroy the works of the devil. So if I say I reign in life as a king, I'm not, I'm, I'm not boasting. I'm saying the truth. And if I'm boasting, I'm boasting in the Lord. I'm saying what God will do. When I speak his heart, he does it. He makes sure it happens. It's the same thing with you. You are no longer a slave. Pastor, you know what I'm feeling? Use your mouth to deliver yourself in the name of Jesus. Say what he's saying about you. That is what he has done. And put the devil on the run. He says, you resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Don't call Jesus to come and resist from you. He has finished his work. You resist him. And you, will f- you know what he's going to run that in terror. I see victory everywhere. In the name of Jesus. Sons of foreigners. Yes. You know what? Because they see you. See, you shall be called the priest of the most high, the servants of God. You know that servant there is the word minister. Go and check it. Now, you are lost in his service. You are his priest. Come on, first Peter 2 9. You rich was in generation. You are royalty. You are a holy people. How peculiar people. To who has called us out of darkness out of darkness out of darkness into his marvelous light yeah so you are royal priests the favor you have with God and the involvement of your life with God will attract people to you they will volunteer their services so you are busy with God, they'll be busy with your own. And yet that will define their own assignment in the kingdom. When God is rewarding you 100%, he will reward them 100%. That's why I say the sons of foreigners will plow your fears. The same people that held you captive are coming to plow your fears. And they will do it rejoicingly in their service of God. And you shall be called the priests of the most high. Come on, say with somebody, say, uh-uh. instead of my shame, say it instead of my shame, I receive double honor in the name of Jesus. That is, where you have been tortured and tormented and ridiculed, they will see you stand and obey. In the name of Jesus, instead of confusion, I will rejoice in my portion. I can hear you. Say, I will rejoice in my passion. I will rejoice in my passion. I will rejoice in my passion. In my land, I will possess double. Everlasting joy shall be mine. Shall we rise? Can somebody just begin to give him praise? As you begin to open your mouth to declare what he has done and what he is still doing and what he will still do. Glory be to God in the highest. I can imagine Paul that day. He said, but your poets, is, even your poets wrote it. It is in him I live, I move, I am a hey! I'm standing with him in the heavenly places. Far above him. Open your mouth and see manifestation of the supernatural. Now open your mouth, declare. Change something right now in the name of Jesus. Quick, 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 quick. Quick. 
quick don't let today pass you by joy rejoicing in my portion in the name of jesus hallelujah did jesus come to restore honor yes psalm 8 i think verse 5 hebrews chapter 2 he said you crowned him so what is man that you might want me to say like, you made him a little right and you crowned him with glory and honor that was what the devil came to remove no wonder now you're in the place of double honor Woo! i feel the fire oh come on come on come on come on don't accept the lie of the devil use your mouth stop crying you just don't cry speak hallelujah in Jesus' name we pray. I would have loved that you continue to pray, that you can continue the rest of the day and week and come back with many testimonies in Jesus' name. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.